So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. Thank you so much for being present with me today, investing this time set aside, setting aside this time to grow your business. That is what we are up to, is helping creatives bro, uh, bro their... <laughs> Jiminy Cricket. You know what, Leslie? Uh, go ahead and keep that one in. Helping creatives grow their business every now and then. Um, I really do want my wife, Leslie, to keep that in. So you guys, if you're listening to this, shout out to my wife. She edits every darn episode <laughs> of this podcast. So not only is she married to me and she's got to hear me talk, but then she's got to listen to hours of content of, of me just saying the same lines over and over. So I just want to introduce you guys uh, to one of the key figures <laughs> behind the podcast, my wife, Leslie. So any of the fun little editing stuff, is it's it's all her. You guys, uh, I, I want to talk directly to the listeners right now. I just, I have so much gratitude for you all. I'm about to head out. Like it is, uh, what is this conference season? Like, you know, we hit this kind of January, February, March kind of period for the photography world. And this is where we all ship out and we go to all these events, conferences, uh, imaging, WPPI, reset, uh, click away. There's so many different places that we all go to. And I'm going to be speaking at a number of places this year. I've got a couple platform classes. First off at WPPI, uh, I'm going to be um, speaking at Clickaway. I'll be keynote at Reset, uh, hosting a couple workshops, the Abundance Workshop at my home. And I just want to give a shout out to you guys. I love meeting y'all in person. And so if anybody if anybody sees me out at any of these events, I would love for you to stop and say, hi, I'd love to meet you. I'd love to hear about what's going on in your business, in your world, uh, and catch up and just chat. Like I'm just a person and I like other people. And so connect with me. I think it's really cool. Um, you guys, today I'm really excited. I'm excited because we've got a topic to discuss on this podcast that I haven't had the opportunity to really dive in on this subject matter. Now, I haven't had the opportunity to dive in uh, like in a hands-on way personally. Like I haven't even ventured into this genre of photography. And then I don't believe on the podcast. I've really opened up uh, on this subject matter and brought in another expert. And so today I'm excited uh, because we're going to be talking about senior photography, right? Senior portrait photography. And so I've got Sean Brown with me on today's episode. And we're going to dive in and really get into this concept of breaking into the senior photography market because uh, it's it's kind of got a lot of hoops. It's got like its, its own thing. There's a lot of gates. There's a lot of interesting things to talk about in regards to the senior photography market. And, uh, and Sean's going to guide us along the way. Let me introduce you guys to Sean Brown. Sean is a high school senior photographer who never believed that he would be a photographer <laughs> after going to college with the intention of being a cardiologist. He gave it all up to pursue his dream of having the freedom to live the life that he wanted through this crazy thing we call photography. And he hasn't looked back yet. Uh, Sean has been named 
as one of the top 100 high school senior photographers in the nation by Senior Style Guide Magazine and one of the top 25 up and coming senior photographers by the 12th year and Modern Teen Style Magazine. Sean, he's so listen, he's not only a photographer and he's a guest on this, but he loves helping other photographers build their dream photography business, giving them the tools necessary uh, to do that. Sean Brown, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Show. How you doing, my man? Doing awesome. Thanks so much for having me on today, Ben. I appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Sean, so where are you out of in this whole world? I am based in the beautiful Pacific Northwest. So while it is beautiful, it is a short shooting season for us. So that's it kind of makes senior season crazy. But I absolutely love being in the Pacific Northwest and getting to travel across the country whenever I have the opportunity to. It's awesome. My my sister Madison, she is a uh, a luxury florist uh, over there in Portland as well. Um, heart floral. She's like she's way more floral famous than I ever will be. Photography like known. It's really fun to see her just like kill it. So you should, yeah, heart floral Madison out there in in uh, in Portland. It's pretty fun how she's pushing the bounds. So it's it's incredible. And I've got a few friends out there apart from my family. Do you happen to know Fundy Andrew Funderburg over there at Fundy? software? I do. I haven't had a chance to make it over to their offices yet since they put in the latte maker, but uh, Andrew and I have run to the taco truck that he likes to to go to quite a few times now. So yeah, they're absolutely fantastic team over there and they're not too far away. Yeah, absolutely. We, I've made a number of trips like solely out to Portland just to see <laughs> just to see the Fundy team. I have yeah. such a big heart for the, the crew. Um, they make such a great uh, software for selling print. And now, this is not a this is a PS. <laughs> this is not sponsored by Fundy. <laughs> this is just me loving their software because it makes my clients' lives better and it happens to generate a lot of revenue for the studio. But this is <laughs> this is not a plug. Um, so fun. Okay, so Sean, so you moved from being, uh, you know, directing your your life towards being a cardiologist, and then making this transition, kind of like out of left field to photography. What did that look like? Yeah, I think left field puts it exactly how it was. So really, I never thought that I was going to be a photographer. I went into college with the sole intention of going into medicine, being a doctor, being a cardiologist. And it was my freshman year. And of course, you know, you get the camera to take landscape photos and travel with. And all of a sudden, you become the photographer that all of your friends want to have take their portraits. And one of my, it was actually my brother's friend in in high school asked me if I would take her senior portraits. And my response to that was, well, I do landscape photography. So portraits are pretty much the same, right? Well, they're not at all. And I quickly found that out. So I think my first session I shot with a Canon Rebel with like a 51.4. And I'm pretty sure I shot the entire session wide open or close to it. And it was like picking a needle out of the haystack to find the in-focus shots. And what I really took away from that was I never thought I wanted to be a portrait photographer. I never really thought that I wanted to interact with people. Photography was always just kind of a way for me to escape and create the art that I could because I could never paint or draw or anything like that. I was never talented like that. And I quickly realized that I actually really love the people aspect. And portraits was just kind of the way that I could interact with people, get to hear their stories, get to ultimately try and capture their personality and their authentic self at that point in time and hear their stories about their future goals and ambitions. And I quickly figured out that I had to market and brand myself if I wanted to stand out. And one of the mentors of mine, really, he always said that, you know, there are a lot of great photographers that are bad business people and a lot of great business people that are okay photographers. And as long as you're a good business person, you're going to be okay. And I really took that to heart. So within the course of about a year, year and a half, completely revamped my business, completely rebranded, restructured my pricing and all of that. And by the time of my junior year, I was questioning whether or not I wanted to continue being a doctor. And I looked at myself and I really said, this is the point in time where you either have the opportunity to do what you love and 
put yourself in a position that you get to do what you love every day. And not that I wouldn't have been a good doctor or enjoyed it or anything, but I felt something, a deeper connection with photography and ultimately wanting to do that. And I didn't want to look back 20 years, 30 years from now and say, I wish that I would have gone for it. So went for it, completely canceled out my MCAT. I remember calling up my parents and basically saying, you know what, I'm canceling out my MCAT. I'm, I don't know if I'm going to go to medical school. And it's been one of the best decisions that I've ever made. So this is my seventh year in business and uh, fourth year full-time kind of out of college, really. So um, it's been an absolutely roller coaster of a ride, but it's something that I, you know, I met some of my closest friends through it and just haven't really looked back and am so thankful that I made that leap to decide to go full-time from, you know, kind of foregoing the safe route for a little bit something that's scary and really the unknown. Yeah, that's wild. I have I have a couple thoughts on this. I love that you described, you know, just what you were explaining talking to a, a mentor of yours about like you can be a great photographer but a poor business owner and and so you decided to focus on the business owner kind of com- component to it. Well, just a quick little also <laughs> clarification. Your your work's incredible. Well, thank <laughs> so, you. Yeah. you suck to start. That's fair. We probably all did. But I'm on your website right now, and so you're definitely uh, kind of spearheading the way in, in in both categories. So kudos to that. My question is, how did your how did your you know your family respond to you wanting to step away from being a cardiologist? You know, I I come from a really supportive family, so that was something that I am really grateful for, and I know that other people might not be in that position, you know, whether you are looking to leave that nine to five job or and pursue photography full time or whatnot, I know that you don't always have that support behind you. So that was something that I was really grateful for. But I think that the biggest thing for me was looking at myself and being okay that I was going to be a photographer. Because when you look at the jobs and and whatnot, you know, doctor, lawyer, that's always something that people really look up to. It's something that is a really aspirational field. And it actually took me a while to be okay with myself and be okay that I was the one that was not going to be in that field and that I was doing what I loved every day, which was photography. Because a lot of people look at photographers and say, oh, it's the starving artist. How do you make any money? How do you provide a living for yourself? And it really kind of took a big step for me to get over that stigma and to just believe in myself that this, you know, it doesn't it didn't really matter what other people were thinking about me. But as long as I was okay, and as long as I loved what I was doing, that that's ultimately what matters. Nobody else, no one else really has a say in your life. Like, they're not waking up in the bed in your shoes. And it really took me a while to, to get over that. So I think that was the biggest thing. So I think as long as you have that support from your family or your significant other or kids or whatever it is, you know, that's just a piece of it. I also think that you have to look into your own, like your own mind and be okay with pursuing a path that you want to, that you ultimately want to do for the rest of your life. Yeah. So there's a lot of genres available, even within the portraiture realm, you know, like I could understand, you know, maybe weddings wasn't, you know, in the forefront of your mind. What was it about senior photography that stood out and maybe you can address this, you know, like apart from weddings, apart from families, apart from, you know, newborns or even just the, you know, children. Um, why senior photography? Well, I think there are a couple of reasons. That's such a great question, Ben. And one of the biggest things was I really like the prospect of not having to work weekends. Like I, you know, a lot of my friends were in, nine to five jobs Monday through Friday. And my weekends were really the time that I got to spend with them. And so the biggest thing was being able to just have those weekends free was extremely um, just a really great prospect of going into senior photography. But not only that, it was with family photography and with wedding photography, you obviously have a responsibility to your clients to provide great images. But one of the things with senior photography is that you really get to dive into what they want to do with their session and also kind of steer them and take the reins a little bit. So, you know, like when we're styling, I get to put in my two cents and make sure that they are going to look their best. And, and you know, that's not something that families or weddings or uh, engagements, you don't always have as much say in the environment. So I really like that controlled environment. That was another really big thing. But Lastly, it was just 
being able to see how their goals and ambitions would map out in the future, because this is such a critical time, you know, as photographers, we have such an important job, which is to really build confidence in our clients. And with seniors, they're so inundated with so many perceptions of how they have to appear, whether that be through social media or marketing that they've seen over their lifetime. And as a photographer, you can kind of really have a say in that and say, no, you are beautiful the way that you are and you are authentic to yourself. And that's the most important thing. So it was really a combination of all of those that I really fell in love with with senior photography is the freedom of not, you know, not having to work weekends, having a little bit more say and control in the session, as well as making sure that you know that you're making an impact on these young individuals' lives. Yeah. Now I'm on your website right now and I've got a couple questions for you. So it seems like you're not just senior photography. It seems like when I'm on your site, what I'm seeing is you are a senior, uh, a high school senior photographer for young women. I don't see any guys in your portfolio or representation on your website. Is that true? Not necessarily. So I actually shoot a handful of guys every year. Um, You're not really going to see it in much of my social media or anything, just because the clientele, I'm um, really one of the higher end senior photographers in my market where it's a very in-depth experience. I don't, you know, I'm not the photographer that shoots an hour session and then, you know, see you later, pack it up, and I'll send you to the digital images later. I'm really a full service experienced photographer. And it's not that the guys don't want to book that. It's just very far and few between. So I actually love when I get to work with guys. And half the time, we're styling stuff that looks like it's out of GQ. And I always say, Oh, man, this looks like GQ. And they say, What? What's GQ? Um, But it's just such a cool time to get to work with them. But it is far and few between just because it is such an in depth experience. Not all senior guys want to sit around, you know, two, two and a half hours at a senior session, do four outfit changes or more and kind of put that style edge into it. But when I do get to photograph guys, I absolutely love it. Yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I was curious about that. So let's talk about kind of breaking into this market. You know, let's say that you're someone who's listening to this podcast right now, and maybe you've dabbled in a number of niches. So you've maybe shot a couple weddings, you've uh, photographed a couple uh, family uh, photography uh, experiences, and and you would like to, and, and maybe they've even had the chance to photograph maybe a senior or two, a friend or a family member, but they're wanting to really like push this forward. Uh, and create a business really specifically solely around high school senior photography. Um, Maybe I'll start with a very specific question, and we'll see kind of where this goes. How involved, uh, or or, hmm, maybe not how involved, how much of your success is determined by the relationships that you have with the schools themselves? Or is there no connection at all to the schools uh, themselves? So I can I can always speak to kind of my geographic region, and it's going to honestly, for all the listeners out there, it's going to vary based on where you are. You're going to find that some geographic regions have an exclusive yearbook photographer that every senior has to go to. And you're also going to find geographic regions where they don't really care. And they just say, you know what, go to whoever you want. Here is the info to submit it. And I live in one of the geographic regions that's the latter. So I don't actually have any ties into the schools um, themselves simply because that's just not how we do it in the Pacific Northwest. If you're in one of the Southern states, I think it's a little bit more common there in East Coast. Absolutely. Like, I think those ties are super important. And if you have an in, like, take it because those are few and far between. But if you live in an area where you don't, honestly, I think it comes down to more rather the relationship with the schools. It's the relationship with your clients that matters the most and how you can kind of show them that you're the best photographer for them and that you are ultimately going to give them the best experience and the experience that they're looking for. Yeah. So and we're talking about the relationship with the clients. For you, who is the client in the high school senior relationship? Is it the senior or is it the parent? One of the, the trickiest things about senior photography is with other genres, you know who you're marketing to. And in the senior world, you're really marketing to both. So you have to have a, a relationship with both the client from the senior side and the parent side as well. So it's it's a little bit of a double-edged sword. But 
really my primary relationship is first with that senior because with the senior, there's the, they're the ones who are coming to their parents and saying, mom, I need, I need to book Sean for senior photos. Um, whereas if it's the other way around and the parents like, oh, well, you know, there's this really great photographer, Sean, and I think you need to have your senior photos done by him. And it's the mom coming to the senior. Well, that's all obviously seen as, is uncool. And so you really have to hook that senior first. And then it's almost kind of building that trust with the parent that you are providing a service that, that they need. So you're appealing to their emotional senses, you know, they're leaving for college. This is the last time that they're going to be photographed before their wedding day. This is the last time that they're going to be photographed before they're off to college and pursuing their adult life and such. So really, I think it takes an appeal and a relationship with both the parent and the senior. So that's what actually makes senior photography a little bit trickier. Yeah, it makes sense. You know, every now and then, even within wedding photography, we've got, you know, a, a parent who's paying and and they're wanting to sign the contract and kind of have communication through them because they're hiring you on behalf of, you know, their son or daughter. And, and there's always these interesting nuances that come with that. Um, and it sounds like that's kind of just like par for the course within the senior Absolutely. photography realm. How did you personally break in to the market? Well, I, f- I fell into it, but I think that looking back in the terms of success, you know, had it not been for that first client that kind of opened up my eyes. So, you know, whether you're a newborn or a family photographer and you photographed, um, you know, seniors or close to seniors and you say, oh, I, I really want to do this, you know, use that as as your first stepping stone. So reach out to those clients is the very first thing. So that's kind of the what I did is, you know, I asked, oh, who of your friends, you know, need senior photos. And it ultimately came down to building a portfolio because I didn't have one. And if you're another genre of photography, you probably don't have a senior portfolio as well. So that was the very, very first thing that I did was go out and just find as many clients as possible. So I was reaching out to Anyone who had high school students, anyone who was involved with youth, so coaches, youth leaders, that sort of thing, and basically just setting up a bunch of test shoots because without any work, there was no way that I was going to come up to somebody and say, hey, book me for senior photos because they had nothing to look back on. And so I think it was that very first thing that really kind of is the grind is just building your portfolio and finding as many people. So you can do, you know, stuff like model calls um, on Instagram, especially if you have another photography genre already reaching out and saying, hey, know of any high school seniors? And actually, I recommend doing it with juniors because then they haven't booked their senior photographer yet. So now you have a little bit of more of a built-in market right there. So, you know, do you know any juniors or seniors that would be interested in doing a model call? And you can do it as even just like a 30-minute model call uh, you know, five digital images or something like that as compensation and just get the look that you're trying to accomplish in your portfolio. I think that's the very first thing. And if you are in a different genre, the next thing that I absolutely recommend is separating your brands. And the reason that I say that is because seniors are so picky with their photographer selection. And they're not just going to photographer down the street who shoots everything under the moon, but they're going to the senior photographer that they know is going to absolutely provide them the senior experience that they're looking for. So um, you don't have to, you know, completely rebrand your business. You can still operate under that same umbrella, but consider adding something like, you know, your name photography, um, seniors or seniors by your name photography or whatever your studio name is. And that just kind of helps separate your brands a little bit. And I ultimately think that that actually lends better in the long run to you attracting a a more catered clientele and a clientele that's going to come to you specifically for seniors rather than you just being a photographer. Absolutely. It's like the, by being an expert, uh, like you need to be an expert. In 2020, it's like if you're not an expert at what you do, it's going to be really hard to stay in business exactly. uh, with how competitive things are. And And the very definition of expert is that when you say yes, you say no. Like an expert is an expert for a reason. They're like the expert at this thing, which means they're not the expert at these other things. Uh, and so creating that separation, I think you're right, is is critical, which usually bums a lot of photographers out. <laughs> They're like, are you saying I need like 
three different sites at the very least, three different landing pages is what I would say, bare minimum, because you need to target and, and really speak, communicate to those uh uh, clients differently. They've got different problems and you have a different solution Absolutely. Uh, for them. And so, well, yep. <laughs> yeah. And it, I, <laughs> I mean, do it. just going off of that, you know, I, I also photograph professional sports. I shoot in the fall, a lot of NFL, a lot of NCAA football, MLS, and you don't see that anywhere on my site because I understood that it wasn't relevant to my clients. And while I would absolutely love to share that on my business pages, it almost takes away from my end goal, which is becoming that senior photographer. So I think if that's something that you're struggling with, you know, the old phrase, you, you sell what you show. So if you're showing everything under the sun, you know, that's what a lot of people will expect from you versus narrowing it down into what you really want to shoot, which is, you know, in this case, if you want to establish a senior market, show only your senior work on that page and draw in that clientele that's connecting with that work. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982 and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing too is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let gusto wear one of your many hats uh it gets better because for you podcast listeners you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo that's gusto.com g-u-s-t-o forward slash photo do you remember when you started your photography business? Like it was no small feat. It took late nights. It took early mornings. It took the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, you've been insanely busy ever since. So why not make things a little bit easier? Uh, our friends at FreshBooks, they have the solution. So FreshBooks is invoicing and accounting software, and it is designed specifically for small business owners, not like massive shops, small business owners. It is simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized. Uh, well, then, uh, for me, it's, it's like the bottom drawer of like my Ikea furniture, but maybe you're like the shoebox kind of person with the crumbled receipts. Either way, with FreshBooks, you create and send professional-looking invoices in like 30 seconds tops, and then you get them paid two times fast with automated online payments. File expenses even quicker and keep them perfectly organized for tax time, which is my biggest downfall is that organization for tax time. And here's the best part. With FreshBooks, it grows alongside your business. So you'll always have the tools you need when you need them without ever having to learn the ins and outs of accounting. So join the 24 million people who have used FreshBooks. There's a 30-day free trial. There's no catch. There's no credit card required. 30 days free. Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography. Freshbooks.com forward slash photography and enter six figure photography. And how did you hear about us? That's the little section there. How did you hear about us? Six figure photography. You guys, at this point, let's hop back to the show. 
I want to rewind to, you know, what you were talking about in regards to kind of the, the advice for breaking into the market. And I'd like to actually slow that down and kind of analyze it a little bit. You used a few words that get, um, I think that they get used interchangeably um, within the photography space uh, freely and no bad, but I also think that it creates a little confusion. And so I love some clarity on that. And maybe, maybe it wasn't even intentional, but uh, maybe it was intentional. <laughs> so, um, so the, the words that I wanted to kind of address was when you first were talking about breaking in uh, to the the senior market was finding, you know, some junior juniors, right? Yeah. Finding people who've got seniors, juniors, preferably juniors. I love that idea, by the way. I, I just like quick shout out to that. I think it's awesome. You're super smart. Um, so finding juniors and to start, you said um, the verbiage, you said, you know, to do a test shoot with them. Okay. Love that. I, I was totally on board. And then uh, a little later, you then said, well, then, you know, you can do model calls. Okay. So a little bit different verbiage. Um, the one that you didn't say yet was a styled shoot, which is kind of like the third verbiage yep. that gets kind of used sometimes. And they all three, um, I think they mean different things. Um, and, but so I'm just curious if you were, if you had different meanings when you said a test shoot to start and then a model call and, and then kind of into the style shoot, cause I'd love to give really clear, practical steps. Um, and I think there's different steps involved for each of those different things. Does that make sense? Or oh, am totally. I completely no, I, in my own head? I think that you're right onto something. So, um, for, you're kind of right in the way that for me, I, I do call my model shoots or my model calls and test shoots. I use those kind of interchangeably. And the reason for that is because the main thing is that you, with a test shoot, you're not getting paid. So neither party is really getting paid. Your compensation is mainly just the images for your po portfolio as a photographer. And then with juniors and seniors these days and all high schoolers, the best thing that they can have their currency is likes on Instagram and kind of that social media content. And so what you're providing them is you're providing them that social media content. So that's kind of your exchange and compensation. So you're not actually being paid for your time. And that's purely just for portfolio. And with a model call, what that really is, is you reaching out to people you might not already know. So if you have no absolutely no base built up um, with seniors, that's just kind of putting it out on your social media and saying, hey, I'm looking for people to help build my portfolio. And you don't necessarily know who they are. So I might say that a test shoot is with somebody that I already know. Um, and then a model call is with somebody new that I'm trying to really just build my portfolio, get some new faces in front of my camera and make sure that that portfolio is, is diverse. And it's not just all that same client over and over. Because then the first thing that comes to people's head is if you have all the same person all over your website is, well, this person hasn't really photograph many seniors. So maybe, you know, it's a one off, they had a really good session, and that's all they're posting. Um, kind of an aside with that styled shoot, styled shoots to me, are where you're taking a really kind of over and above concept. So whether that be, you know, a bohemian shoot, or if you want to do like a 60s shoot or something like that, that's more kind of when it goes into the styled shoot for the test shoots and the model calls, I'm actually keeping that styling pretty similar to what I am trying to establish throughout all my senior clients. So pretty standard senior wardrobe, pretty standard styling in terms of nothing over the top, really just capturing the aesthetic that I want to have throughout my entire portfolio, my website and my social media feed. So that's kind of the only distinction I'd make between say like a style shoot and then those model calls and test shoots. Okay, cool. Yeah, and uh, th that's good. I, I appreciate that that clarity. I think that probably different different photographers use these words to mean different things and different niches, maybe even as well. Oh, absolutely. So just to yeah. be clear, it sounds like with when you were describing a model call, the benefit is that you're going to be um, kind of pulling in a new subject matter, new senior photographers that you haven't worked with to diversify your, your um, portfolio, uh, to do some more tests, you know, to kind of experience more. Uh, and is the compensation both ways the same, meaning that they're not paying you and you're not paying them. The, the, the currency is, you, you mentioned like five digital images. Is that still the case? That's typically what I do. If it's a really good shoot, I'll, I'll provide a few more. Um, but really, you're just putting out the best of the best 
because what's going to happen is those clients or not even clients, but those models. And when I say model, that's not a professionally signed agency model. That's just really any high schooler. And I just refer to them um, as models just because they are modeling for you in front of the camera. But those individuals that you're working with, you want to make sure that you're only providing high quality images and images that are representative of your work because they're going to be posting on social media. They're going to be putting it out there, showing all their friends. So if you're putting out subpar work or work that doesn't speak to kind of your level, that's ultimately going to actually hinder you in moving forward versus them showing only great images and all of their friends being like, oh my goodness, I need to book this guy or gal as my senior photographer and I want to learn more. And it kind of gets the ball rolling there where it's almost like an influencer effect where they are sharing with their friends and posting to social and you're almost gaining name recognition through that process even though it's not intentional it's almost a almost a byproduct of of doing that test shoot or that model call yeah that's awesome just for for clarity uh, and to kind of weigh in a little bit because i feel like i i was maybe suggesting that i had an opinion on this and so i should just express mine <laughs> i feel like for, for a model call seems to be the uh, um the the mode like the tool like uh, you could do a model call for a style shoot or a model call for a test shoot it's like the it's the action sure more or less um it is is how I tend to to view it, but I like what you described as a test shoot. That's why I t- this is the only reason I'm thinking about this because I love that you said test shoot because I think when you're starting out, test shoot reduces the expectation that there's going to be some amazing collection of images at the end of this. And I think a lot of times, unless you're super competent in your work, you've got that like very clear vision. There's a goal. You're bringing in other vendors. That, that the styled shoot kind of verbiage is something that almost is a disservice. Because when you're just testing and you're building your portfolio, you don't really know what you're going to get. <laughs> like, uh, you don't want to like mislead. And so I love that test shoot removes that expectation. You know, you're testing some things out. They're going to get five images from it, something along those lines. Where, where the styled shoot is one that I think that you start doing, you know, as you're much more confident in the, what you know you will be able to deliver to the models uh, who are who are attending that. And and styled shoots, model calls, sometimes you pay the model for. You know, with a test shoot, it's kind of like, hey, I don't really know how this is going to work <laughs> out. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, take your own risk and, and uh, if you like, uh, but like there's no there's no clear compensation. So, um, yeah, I, did, I was just curious what you thought about that. You know on this subject, I'm curious too. Uh, after, you know, you've done the five images, you did describe yourself as like a full service experience, you know? And so what does a full service experience look like for, for the clients who hire you? And is that something that you do go on to offer for these test shoots? Yeah. So when I say full service, really that's because that's what it is. Uh, where there are a lot of senior photographers and I'm not knocking this business model or anything, but there are a lot of senior photographers who, They book the senior, they show up to the shoot, they tell them where they need to be at what time, they shoot their images for, you know, an hour and a half, and then everything's done through an online gallery. So, you know, they're sending off that shoot proof, they're sending off a sticky album, whatever it might be to that client as kind of their digital download. Whereas I am really with my clients every single step of the process. So from the moment that they book with me, they are getting so much information about prep So they know coming into their session, what to wear, they know exactly what they need to be doing to prep their skin for hair and makeup. They know exactly kind of the process. So they know what step is coming next. And then I'm also opening up a dialogue with them early on where they know they can reach out to me directly if they have questions about literally any other step of the process. Once we get there, they're doing getting full professional hair and makeup done. So I actually come to the salon with them. Um, I have an absolutely amazing team that I work with for hair and makeup because yours truly, um, if he tried to do their hair and makeup, it would look awful. So I have an amazing team of stylists that work around me. And then I'm getting to know them during that session right there. I'm finalizing their wardrobe choices and their selections, picking out locations that match exactly what will complement their wardrobe. And then after the session, once we're done, we're meeting in person and we're doing an in-person ordering session. We're doing an image reveal right there. And 
I'm offering high quality print products that they haven't seen other times. You know, I always say, oh yeah, and you know, so-and-so or one of my friends got a book and stuff like that. And, you know, once they see me hand them a custom album, it's very different than just that book. So I think that that's a really important step of the process is meeting in person, showing them exactly the products that that I'm offering and educating them about that full surface experience from the get-go and about how that actually sets me apart from a lot of other photographers who are just meeting you one time, shooting your session, and then really just saying adios and giving you the digital images and they're kind of setting you off on your own to figure it out. Yeah, I totally agree with that. I understand that 100. percent Yeah, I want to um, I want to ask one question here in regards to this experience, and then I want to head back. <laughs> I want to head back to um, you ways to use those um, test shoots that you do, and and really how to continue to to use those images for marketing. But while we're here talking about that full service experience that you offer, I'm still, again, I think one of the interesting factors about senior portrait photography is the dynamic between parent and student. And so is this something that um, are parents with you at the shoots? And maybe that varies, but follow-up question, are they also in attendance for, um, for kind of the print ordering appointments? Absolutely. Yeah. So I say, you know, parents always ask, you know, oh, am I allowed to come to the session? Yeah, no, you're actually, you're required to come to the session. You're, you're as much of a part of that experience as, as your senior. And what's kind of cool about that is that this is just as much of a milestone for them as it is the senior. This might be Mm, their very first child that's leaving for college next year, or maybe this is their their youngest and they're going to be empty nesters after this. And I want them to be a part of that full experience. And it's not just for that, but it's also, you know, to protect me as, as a dude photographer. The last thing mm-hmm. I want is heading out on the location with minors or anything like that. So it's protection for me. Yeah, I got an assistant or hair and makeup artist with me, but having that parent there, it just builds on that experience level as well. So they're a part of the process. They're the ones who are signing the contracts. They're the ones who are getting all the material. So I'm CCing them and including them on all my email correspondences. They're getting texts as well. So, you know, when it's time to remind them about their session, they're getting the text just as much as their senior is. And then they're a part of that ordering session too, because the seniors, all they really want are those digital images. Yeah, an album's cool, but the core is they really want those digital images because that's their currency. And those parents are the ones who understand the importance of having wall art. They understand the importance of having that album that they can look back on. And, you know, you can say, you know, this is the album that sits on your coffee table so that when you're missing her in college, you look back and remember this day that you got to spend with her. So parents are a huge part of the process. And ultimately I couldn't do what I do without the support of my seniors' parents. Yeah, no, I love that. I think it's, uh, I think it's brilliant. I think it's incredibly um, well thought out. And and you're right. Even as you're describing this, like, I mean, I got three little ones, you know, and they're little. I, you know, five years old, two year old twin boys. Um, but even that, I just like, oh man, uh, I can't imagine the feels what hit. Yeah, yeah. That be like for myself as a parent. You know, I, I got a lot of, a long ways to go. Um, but I'm sure there's listeners here who have kids who have gone through that or who are about to, it's like next year they're going to leave for college and what that experience can mean, uh, for them. Are you doing a same day reveal shoot to directly to the, the, to the print reveal? I'm not, I'm not doing a same day. So, you know, we're not shooting that day and then doing a same day reveal. And one of the things that's actually a little bit different for me is that I actually edit all the images that they see prior to their image reveal or their ordering session. And I have a couple philosophies behind it. I don't think that if you don't edit it, I don't think that that's wrong or anything like that. But one of the reasons that I do that, so I was basically about two weeks after their, their session, um, they're not, they're only seeing a couple sneak peeks, but they're seeing that full edited gallery for a couple reasons. One is it's very easy for me to say, oh yeah, you, you don't have to wait two weeks to get your edited images. They're ready right here, right now. So if you buy, you know, this collection or whatever, you're getting all those digital images with it. Um, and then the second is as sad as it is, a lot of 
seniors have trouble seeing past their flaws. And so if they have, you know, a lot of acne on their face or, um, you know, even just bruises from volleyball or something like that, they're going to have a tough time seeing that finished product like we can as creatives. And so part of the reason that I only do that and I don't do same day is I want to make sure that they're only seeing quality images because they're paying top dollar for this experience and, and to have these images. And the last thing that I want is for them to walk away feeling like their images didn't absolutely amaze them from the get go. So that's a couple of reasons why I don't do it uh, same day and why I'm waiting a couple of weeks or a week and a half to get, show them those edited images is quick delivery from when they place their order and as well as making sure that they are seeing themselves the best version of themselves versus you know, seeing their flaws and really only focusing on that versus seeing the bigger picture, which we as photographers and everyone else sees about them and their images. Yeah, I, yeah, I get it. That makes sense. Full circle here. Uh, and I know you're aware of it, but just to, to throw that out there, you know, I, I love the idea of a same day reveal. I understand the, the concerns. One of the tools that can really help with that, and Sean, I'm sure again that you're aware of this, it's come a good ways though, um, is Fundy has a built in um, skin retouching. They use yep. um, perfect perfectly clear uh, is integrated with Fundy and with V10, the new Fundy software, there's some really cool um, uh, components to it, but it, I mean, it can, it, it's not everything, right? It's not going to be the final, the final, final. So you're correct on that, Sean. It's not going to be a full, it won't replace full skin retouching in Lightroom or Photoshop, but the results that it can give with a single click across an entire body of work, it's pretty oh, it's, awesome. It's I actually, yeah, I got a sneak under the hood of V10 before it launched. And when Andrew was showing me it, it was like mind blowing everything that V10 was doing in terms of, you know, even for that same day stuff, being able to load everything into an album and load everything into your wall designer and then you know like you said that perfectly clear skin stuff is just absolutely mind-blowing what it does so i know tons of photography friends that utilize that in their business and honestly it's like in my mind the only tool that you need for in-person sales if you're doing it right yep totally agree so sean i want to i want to end with this because i think that this episode i really would like to be focused on that direction of like um, kind of ramping things up. And so, uh, for someone who's interested in the senior market, um, so let's say you've done some test shoots, you've done some model calls to, to, to bring in, um, a more diverse client base. You've got some work. How can, can photographers use these test shoots, these model calls to, to get more work? What are some of the ways to maximize, uh, the images that they're creating outside of obviously, yes, it's for your portfolio. You need to create content on your website, but are there other ways, other tools, strategies that, uh, they could execute on to start getting the word out there and generating more, uh, more clients? Absolutely. So I think that, um, with using those images, now you have the ability to go on social. And when I say social, that's mainly Instagram for seniors, uh, Instagram, Twitter, uh, Facebook for parents to reach them as well. But now you can go on these social TikTok, TikTok. Yeah. yeah. TikTok. TikTok. Yeah. I'm actually, TikTok is uh, one of my 2020 emphases. So I've actually been putting out more content than ever on TikTok right now. Um, yeah. And we can kind of go into that if there's time about repurposing how I'm doing my video vlogs into TikTok content a little bit as well. But making sure that you are emphasizing on social media your three to five differentiating factors. And this is kind of what I like to do when photographers are starting out and kind of coach them into, which is showing them that putting out those three to five differentiating factors, essentially why you are different or what you're doing is different than other people or other photographers in your area and educating your clients is the number one thing that you need to do. Because if you're not doing that, there is no difference between one photographer who says they're going to hand you the digital images from another photographer that says they're going to hand you the digital images. They're viewing those experiences as exactly the same if you give them no other information. And when you do that, price becomes the ultimate deciding factor versus your brand. And so what I do is I like to create these graphics or um, even just 
write with your copy of why your session experience or why you are different than your other photographers. So I think that that is, is absolutely critical. And consistency in posting is going to be another big one that if, you know, if you're struggling to see bookings or whatnot, look at how consistently you are posting to social media. Um, Are you only posting, you know, once every two, three weeks? Well, that's not enough because social media, they're inundated by so much content every day. You need to really be posting and posting and posting to stay out there. So even if you're switching, you know, you only have five sessions post, you know, one or two sessions, one or two of your favorite images from each session per week at a minimum until you kind of start building that and layer that on with additional test shoots so that it looks like you're constantly busy. Um, And really, you're just working to grow your craft at that point. And then finally is kind of, you know, if you're looking to make seniors a really big emphasis is look at the variety of content that you're posting. Um, A lot of photographers kind of get in this rut of only posting sneak peeks in those finished images. Well, these seniors, they want to see that entire process from start to finish. They want to know what happens from booking all the way to them receiving their products. So I'm essentially going to show every step of the process in my social feed through Instagram feed, through Instagram stories, Twitter, And you want to mix that in with, say, behind the scenes, putting a face to your brand a little bit more, products that you're offering, your editing process. Um, If you have client reviews, other branded graphics that just explain the experience a little bit, breaking this up from what they're going to see in their regular sneak peeks is a really, really great way to kind of help grow your brand and ultimately is going to help drive bookings as well. Yeah. This is awesome, man. You've got your, your website, the content that you're, you're producing is, is really working so, um, uh, it's such an integrated way, you know, um, to, 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 to express that experience. What you described in regards to kind of highlighting, um, what are the three to five things that separate you? I want us to ask, I would dig on that, dig in on that for a minute, because I think that when we think about what separates us, you know, three to five things, you know, maybe, maybe photographers hear that and they're like, well, is that just like three to five words like light and (laughs) candid and whatever, or, or is it like, you know, I shoot on, um, I think we oftentimes go to, go to like the, the features, right? Like, well, I, you know, I, I'm full time and I shoot on Nikon. I use professional gear. Um, you're going to get all your photographs, you know, unlimited. I don't know. I, I, I'm curious to hear from you if you don't mind getting into maybe a couple of specifics or, or ideas of, of what that might look like or, or kind of unpack that just a little bit more for people, because I think that too many listeners may think of the initial, um, and I don't know how, how well that will do to serve them. Absolutely. Yeah. So I, I think that's a really great distinction to make right there. So one of the things, when I say those three to five different differentiating factors, I try and dive a little bit deeper. And the way that I do that is you mentioned, you touched on features and we'll kind of dive into features versus benefits real quick. And this is something that you'll see if you ever walk into, say, Apple or whatnot, they're not going to sell you, let's say that new MacBook Pro that's got that touch bar. They're never going to just say, this MacBook has a touch bar. That's the feature. We all we all know that it has a touch bar. How does it benefit us? So what Apple will do is when they walk in, they will sell you on the benefits of it. And they say, And we just redesigned our touch bar so that now what you can do is have those apps. It customizes them to those apps so that you can work quicker and more efficiently. Because that's what we want to do. We want to work quicker and we want to work more efficiently. The same thing goes for senior photos. They aren't going into senior photos saying, think, or they're not thinking that, you know, that album that they get really has much benefit. So if we're saying, oh, we offer photo products, that doesn't do anything for them. But rather what you say is, you know, you can touch on, say, I believe in offering archive quality photo products that you'll want to show off and save for generations to come. And you kind of touch on those on those points that's almost an, a more emotional appeal. Um, so I think that diving into that of really what you're doing that either benefits them directly. So 
capturing their authentic personality or making sure that they have makeup that enhances their natural beauty and that they absolutely love um, or making sure that your editing style is enhancing their best features and ensuring that they don't look over edited. Those are the benefits of what you offer as a photographer based off those features. So rather than just saying, I offer hair and makeup, I offer photo products, I offer, um, or I edit your photos. You're not saying just that you're kind of diving a little bit deeper. And by doing that, when they kind of equate your brand with those words, they're rather equating the benefits versus the features. So those benefits being something that's a little bit deeper and something that they can more, they can understand and digest a little bit better than just saying you provide great photo photo, photo products or you edit all their photos um, before they see them. So you kind of are diving a little bit deeper. So I think that's a really good uh, distinction that you make, Ben for showing them that it's not just, you know, a one word, it's really diving into more of a concept more than anything. Yeah. You get to kind of flex on, on, um, solving bigger problems, solving more complex problems. I I love the way that, um, Oh man, I just forgot the, the bro's name. Um, story brand guy, Donald Miller. There it is. Talks about how there's external problems that our clients have, and then there's internal and philosophical problems. And I think a lot of times we focus on that external, the the feature, you know. Um, but when you get into those benefits, you can begin to get deeper into those internal uh, philosophical problems. And and listen, when you when you can solve bigger, more complex problems, that is what separates one photographer from making, you know, 300 a session to another photographer who makes 3000 a session is the $3,000 photographer is just, they're solving bigger, more complex problems. And maybe the work looks the same, but it's the way that the, the, the client is receiving that value. Um, oh man. Okay. Wow. I'm, I'm about to hop on my, <laughs> my little soapbox and start talking about value. Um, Sean, this is so fun. You are such an incredible talent at, at like we've kind of started at the beginning, both the business and the photography. I'd really encourage people to go check out your website. And, and well, let's just get to that. Sean, where can people find you online? I know you've got a resource for photographers as well that we're going to get into the show notes. And so if you want to mention that as well, that would be awesome. Yeah, totally. So you can find me at seanbrownproductions.com. Uh, my mom named me the Irish spelling. So Sean is S-E-A-N. Um, and then you can just find me at Sean Brown Productions on Instagram, Facebook. And then Ben mentioned a little bit of TikTok too, if you want to see up my shenanigans over there, which is kind of one of the apps that I'm keeping an eye on um, that's up and coming, especially in the senior world and really kind of the stigma around it's changed in the last couple months. Uh, Sean Brown Photos over on TikTok. And then uh, Ben mentioned that there's that that freebie for you guys. So I actually put together a how to break into senior photography starter kit. And this really came about because there were so many photographers saying, we want to break into senior photography. We want to get away from working weekends uh, for weddings. We want to make sure that we want to add another genre of photography to our studio aside from, you know, families or newborns or engagements or what have you. And so I put together this guide, which essentially is like a 15 page PDF that walks you through the, the starter steps of what I would do if I had to restart my senior photography business today. So I uh, will include that in the show notes um, below. And um, hopefully it helps a lot of you out who are struggling or wanting to get into senior photography and give you guys a little bit more of a, a lighted path to, to help you accomplish that. Awesome. John, thank you again for being here, for being so open with all of your information. Uh, it's it's pretty awesome. I Yeah, I'm on your website. I have no interest in, in hopping into seniors, but I love learning. And so I, I'm on your site right now and I've like, you know, I, I've just signed up to get a, a, a purchasing guide for my next senior photo shoot of how to buy the right clothes. I'm about to sign up for more of your guides. <laughs> <laughs> I just love seeing what you're doing, man. It's really cool. Thank you again for being here. Well, thank you so much for having me, Ben. I really appreciate being on and uh, getting a chance to be a part of the community.
Absolutely. Listeners, uh, I hope this was fun. You know, if there's any other genre of photography that you would like me to, to give a little bit more attention to, to focus more in, maybe it's, Hey, I want more information on senior portrait photography. Then, then do me a solid. Uh, I need you to head over to Facebook and there is a page that I want you to become a part of. It is the six figure photography mastermind group. It is a, it's a, it's the community of photographers who listen to the show, who give a rip about anything that I may have to say. Uh, and you just have to answer a few questions to get in. It's a free community. And I would love for you to, the, to, to join the group and then let me know, like, wh- what is it that you want me to talk about on the show? Who would you like me to interview? Is there a specific genre that you want, you'd like more attention to be given to? So you can go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. That'll take you right there. Six, S-I-X, sixfigurephotography.com forward slash mastermind. Mastermind will get you into the group, and I would love to hear from you there. You guys, thank you again uh, for tuning in, for listening, and we will see you on the next episode of the SFP podcast. Until then, bye, everybody. <laughs>